Hey everyone, this is Gary Kay, and you're listening to a special edition of my Ransom Raves podcast. Special because I'm joined with Justin Kennington. As you know, Justin Kennington runs the SDVOE Alliance. Uh, Justin, hey, how are you? Doing good, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, I want to talk to you. I brought you on today to talk. I want, you know, we could do an ISE review. Uh, we actually shot a bunch of your partners, I'd say at least uh, 30 of your partners videos at ISE um, were exhibiting SDVOE products, which is 10 gig over over the network, uh, video over the network, up to even 8K potentially. Um, and, um, you know, you can see all those at ravepubs.com slash ISE 2019. All you have to do is type in SDVOE in the search window or uh, or AV over IP. You'll see them all there. I, but uh, but I have a, a question a little bit off uh, the ISE real quick I want to ask you, and that is, um, give me an update on where AV over IP is for 2019. I know we're two months into the year, and I predicted this is going to be a big year for AV over IP in general. What do you think? Uh, I agree that this is going to be a, a big year for AV over IP. Uh, what I think is important for, for folks to understand, though, pardon me, I'll make those ding-dongs stop happening for you. Uh, what I think is important for people to understand is, is that there's really two different stories going on in the AV over IP world, right? There's, there's the broader, what do I want to say? There's the lower end market uh, of, of AV products that are sort of restricted to, to one gig functionality, right? And that's kind of the traditional approach to AV over IP. You end up with, with image artifacts, you end up with latency, uh, and maybe maybe a product that's suitable for some applications. Uh, but what I think is going to be big for 2019 is people starting to understand uh, that with really affordable 10 gig networks, with SDVOE, we can actually, we call it transform the matrix, right? Instead of just going after those applications where, where compromise is suitable, instead we can go after every single application space that we were using a matrix switch uh, to solve. Now using SDVOE instead, we can enjoy the flexibility uh, of AV over IP, the flexibility and scalability of Ethernet, uh, but still enjoy the performance that we got from a matrix switch. Yeah, and um, it's interesting because, you know, with the exception of only a couple of companies, every single company that has one gig also has 10 gig. And in fact, when you look at Extron, who just launched their AV over IP products, they also launched one gig and 10 gig, which sort of proves your point, doesn't it? In that you, you have to have, you can't just go with just one option. You sort of have to have a, a, a family of options at some level because you, as you mentioned, you called it low end. Some people would say entry level or some people, it depends on the application, obviously, uh, not to play devil's advocate, but, but you get where I'm coming from. But that kind of proves your point is that there's going to be, if you want the high end option and you want zero um, issues with any compression or anything, that's the reason why 10 gig exists. But of course you even, and even most of those companies that also have one gig also have H.264, which is another version of AV over IP at an even lower rate. So doesn't that kind of make your point? The fact that if you look at the 30 companies that do have AV over IP products or so that all of them have at least one uh, 10 gig product as well. Not exactly. Um, I'll just come out and say it. I think MJPEG and people who deploy it are losers. Um, <laughs> what do you really think? Now, think, now, now what about the low-end application? What, I mean, I say that in kind of a, a flippant way, right? But there's a serious point to it. 
right? Because what's, what's the real purpose of those, let's call them one gig uh, products. The real purpose is to squeeze into a one gig network. Well, what's special about a one gig network? Nothing, right? Because, you know, we all know the history of computers, the history of Ethernet is this stuff gets faster and faster and it gets cheaper and cheaper. So, so designing a whole product uh, around the idea that, that one gig is popular or was popular uh, is really kind of silly. And we should really be designing products around applications and around use cases, right? And so the use case for SDVOE is, again, any, anywhere that quality matters, anywhere that performance matters, which is most of Pro-AV. You mentioned H.264. Now that, I'm not going to say bad things about. The MPEG class codecs have a place, right? It turns out there are times that bandwidth matters, that bandwidth is restricted. And it's not that it's restricted to one gig, it's that it's restricted to, uh, to, to uh, dozens or hundreds of megabits at most, like a wireless connection to my, to my iPhone, right? I'm willing to pay a price in, in latency, willing to pay a price in, in compression artifacts, because look, I can have video on my phone, right? That makes sense. So, so in the long term, I think where the, where the world goes and, and where I think we'll start to see 2019 shake out is this sort of bifurcation, if you will, and then I hope a coming together of technologies like the MPEG codex, like 264, and technologies like SDVOE. So, so now it's if your application demands performance, you use an SDVOE-like uh, product, 10 gig, you, you recognize that bandwidth is cheap. Uh, and if your application demands low bandwidth, not, not 950 megabits, but nine megabits, uh, like a wireless device, like a live stream on the internet, then you're going to want to use those MPEG codecs, right? And I think what, what I'm looking forward to see is the day that people start merging those two technologies uh, into solutions together. So, um, so we have what we have now, which is eight, we have three flavors, right? Uh, H.264, 1 gig, and 10 gig. And everyone recognizes that 10 gig is using the most bandwidth, which means it's going to be the least amount of compression, which means that that's going to give you uh, the best quality. Um, and I think what you're saying is that your argument is that because we're at the cusp in the beginning of this new trend, that because of the price that network routing and distribution, sort of the way the internet just dropped in price over a short period of time, that you might as well go ahead and sort of introduce or launch your network systems, your AV, AV systems over the network at the higher bit rate or higher bandwidth rate so that you're getting the highest possible quality and then drop it down only where you need to or you're saying drop it down never? No, drop it down where you need to, right? Like I said, a wireless application, a live streaming application, uh, when you need to go into a recording system, these are all times when bandwidth gets much more restricted than one gig, right? The pipes get much smaller than that for those applications. And that's where the, M the MPEG, H.264, H.265 uh, start to make sense. But otherwise, look, the way I say it, in any codec choice, right, it really comes down to three parameters, right? Image quality and latency and bandwidth, right? You get to kind of optimize for two out of three. Um, but, but bandwidth is unique in those, right? Because image quality, as we look to the future, right, the demands are going up. Right? We're going 4K, we're going 8K, HDR, we want more pixels, we want bigger, better pixels. Right? Latency, latency requirements vary by application. Right? You know, a video conference has different requirements than using a PC, has different requirements than watching a, a football game. Um, but, those, but those requirements 
are sort of dictated by biology, right? The human perception is what drives those, and that's not changing over time, right? So the latency requirements, whatever they are, will always be the same. Uh, but bandwidth is cheap, and bandwidth is getting cheaper, right? So, so as we think about performance today, as we think about performance in the future, and we think about what compromise to make, you know, why, why would you restrict yourself uh, to living with, with one gig uh, at all? It, it, it doesn't make sense. We're not, what's not going to happen, and I'll, I'll make a future prediction that I can 100% guarantee, is 10 years from now, we're not going to look back on this and say, oh, thank God we stopped at one gig. That was the end, right? Every other piece of technology is advanced, but one gig Ethernet, that was enough forever. It's ridiculous. That's a good quote. I'm writing that down. Uh, <laughs> you can by, the, by the way, congratulations on uh, CTS approval of your most recent course. In fact, you have some great educational stuff at academy.sdvoe.org. You're also going to participate in the Almo E4 experience with me in Chicago in right. from this past Tuesday. I'm excited to see you there. It, you, you're, you're providing a lot of education on AV over IP by going to sdvoe.org or academy.sdvoe.org. Either way will get you there. Um, the, uh, I mean, obviously the, the future is bright for AV over IP no matter where you go. And I think uh, we, we kind of had an online argument with, a, with someone that posted on one of my LinkedIn posts uh, a few weeks ago about how um, SDVOE isn't a standard. But interestingly enough, if you look at the definition of the word standard, now granted, there's no standards body in our industry for anything. There's no such thing as a standard for anything in our industry. There's never been. I've been in the industry 30 years. I'm not sure that anything has become a standard. But when, if you look at the definition of standard, it, a standard develops out of sheer momentum of the number of people that adopt and start using it. it. That's basically what you have. How many partners do you have and where do you stand right now? We've got, we've got 41 members in the Alliance today. Uh, and you know what? I need, to, I need to rerun the count now that we're after ISE, but ahead of ISE, I counted 158 shipping products uh, built on this platform. And those are products that all interoperate uh, and work together across manufacturers. That's another a uh, really unique thing in the SDVOE ecosystem that, that nobody else has at, at one gig or 10 gigs or 100 gigs. One of the things that you introduced that I saw introduced at the show, actually a couple of products. One was uh, the card that slides into the Netgear uh, uh, network switch, uh, which is a 10 gig switch. Um, has, has, it has um, onboard ports, but also um, modules. That was kind of cool because you have direct HDMI right on board, so it eliminates the need for uh, encoders. Yeah, let's let's pause on that one for a moment because it's a really important uh, product that that ZV is delivering to the market uh, in partnership with Netgear. Um, Netgear's M4300, they've got a, a a 96 port version of that that's all modular, and I guess taking it back to that idea set of the of the matrix transformed. Um, you know, I used to say the matrix switch is dead, that we're replacing the matrix switch. But, but upon reflection, like, that's, that's, that's not it, right? The matrix switch has done a lot of good things for us. So, so we say we're now we're transforming it, right? So what are some of the lessons from the matrix switch? What did it develop in its 80 years, right? Things like modularity. People are used to being able to plug in different cards to their matrix switch. So I can have some VGAs or some HD-based-Ts or some HDMIs, whatever, whatever kind of inputs my application demands. Um, so, so in fact, I, I, 
some of us here at SDVOE helped Netgear conceive the 96 port switch, which is all uh, an all modular Ethernet switch, right? So you plug in little card modules to give you eight ports of 10 gig fiber or, or two ports of 40 gig fiber or, or eight ports of, uh, of 10 gig copper, et cetera. So, so with all that background, that is to say that what ZV is bringing to market with Netgear um, is a new module for that Ethernet switch that includes HDMI ports instead of Ethernet ports. So now for the first time, you can plug your HDMI devices directly into your Ethernet switch. So you're using HDMI connectivity there in the rack where it makes sense, which is what we always did with the matrix, right? And then use the Ethernet connectivity to get outside the rack to go long distance and to move that content uh, in, in the way we're all accustomed to in this AV over IP world. Another product was, uh, um, I believe it was Lang that had this like ruggedized version for the rental staging market. That was really neat to me. And I know that you, there's, you have a whole bunch of partners that you probably don't like me going through and talking about the one or two of them. But that product was unique because it's, it, was, it was heavy as hell, but it's literally ruggedized, designed to basically um, make sure that you don't ever um, lose or damage one of your uh, encoders and decoders, but they also have a ruggedized version of the Netgear switch. Yeah, so, so Lang, we're showing those things off, right? Lang are a, a hugely trusted uh, integrator and, and systems operator, let's say, uh, in, in Europe. They do a lot of rental and staging work too. Uh, it's worth pointing out, Lang are actually not a member of the Alliance. Uh, Lang instead have really just have wanted to maintain their independence and their value to their customers is that they have the expertise to know all of the solutions, to know all of the systems, and to be able to recommend to their customers what's best, right? So for them to be showing off SDVOE product uh, and some of the demos they did is really very flattering and, and I think a strong endorsement. Uh, my point is Lang were showing off those products, but the two that you mentioned uh, are both uh, sold by PureLink. Um, and, and again, those both focus on the rental and staging market. You know, they've taken the SDVOE technology, they've wrapped some of their own good sauce around it to, to focus on a vertical that they know. Um, and so, yeah, they've got, they've got SDVOE encoders and decoders that you could, you could drop off a three or four story building. Uh, and I'd worry more about the sidewalk than I would worry about the encoders themselves. Yeah, you're right. Pure link. <clears throat> Well, look, uh, you can learn more about SDVOE, the Alliance, and the products at sdvoe.org. Uh, we'll see you at Infocom. Uh, there's going to be a lot of new products launched at Infocom. I've talked to uh, probably 20% of your partners since Infocom, and they've told me about a bunch, or since ISC, they've told me about a bunch of new stuff coming at Infocom. And, uh, and I know you have some news coming at Infocom, too, so stand by. And uh, Justin Kennington, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Gary. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Of course, all of our ISE coverage is at raypubs.com slash ISE2019.